Good morning. Today's reading is from John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Amen. So, I wonder who has been watching the news this last week and seen this building. Anybody know what this is? A couple of hands, yes. This is a building at the center of a big, big dispute this week. It's the wonkiest pub in Britain, or it used to be. It used to be. It was, as you can see, very, very wonky. But something even worse than that happened to it because it was a big fire and the building was absolutely gutted. And then something even worse happened. When it was in this terrible state, the owners of the building did something that made a lot of people very unhappy. They tore it to the ground. This ruined, wonky, condemned building was turned into rubble and bricks on the ground. And you might think, looking at that, that actually that's the sensible thing to do. Well, our verses that we've looked at this morning, they're not looking at a wonky pub. They're not looking at a wonky building, but they are looking at something, or rather some people that are condemned. They are wonky beyond repair. But here we see that there is a different outcome. Um, when we look at John 3.16, it begins by telling us that God loves something that is far more wonky and far more ruined and broken than even this wonkiest pub in Britain. And it's the world. We are told that God loves the world. And now when the Bible speaks of God loving the world, it's not talking about this spinning globe, this planet, this place called earth, is telling us that he has a love for the people of the world. And one of the things that we see from the Bible, and just as we look around ourselves, is that people, without exception, have something in common. We're all wonky. We are all ruined. We are all broken because we're people who are, are bent in on ourselves. We're utterly unable to be the people that we want to be, to be the people that we should be, and we're not able to fix ourselves. So what caused all this brokenness? Well, we have all tried to live without God, ignoring and rejecting him, or twisting him into a God of our own imagination so, so that we remove ourselves from God by living as though we were God. And this is such a, a terrible, terribly damaging thing because God is the one who made us. He gives us life. And he made us to live in a relationship with him. 
not independent of him. So when we choose to live apart from God, it's like, it's like a fish that chooses freedom by living in a dog kennel or a dog choosing freedom by living in a fishbowl. You know, it's gonna kill them. Living against God is, is called sin and it causes us to become broken and we see that the world is, is wonky. Now, you might think it's a, it's a very negative thing to be talking about wonky and ruined and broken and sinful people. Instead, maybe you think we should focus on, on the good things, the good stuff about ourselves and practice some, some positive thinking. You might feel that Jesus just tears you down. But the truth is this, Jesus doesn't come to tear down, but to restore but in order to be restored, we need to see just how desperately in need of restoration we are. And we need to see that we cannot restore ourselves. God loves us, wonky as we are. God so loved the world. God so loves you and me, wonky as we are, that he sent a restorer. Instead of charging in to tear us down, he has a plan to see us built up brought back to life and brought back into perfect relationship with himself. So see what he does in these verses. God sends a restorer. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. God the Father sent God the Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. The precious, unique, perfect, eternal Son of God the one who was with God in the beginning before anything was made, the only son who made the world and everything in it. That's, that's what we read at the start of the service. This son, Jesus, was sent to us by God the Father. He sent Jesus because he loves us. He sent Jesus because he is love. He did not send Jesus because we are good or lovely, because we really aren't. Our hearts are wonky and ruined and broken. Our hearts are bent in on themselves and full of sin, sin that would keep us apart from God, sin that would kill us. And so God sent Jesus, his only son, so that we would not perish, so that we would not be left separated from the God of life and the life of God forever. He came to save us from a forever death and to give us forever life and this is the goal of the restoration project of Jesus, that those who are restored would not perish but have eternal life, instead of being forever apart from God, being forever with him. See what verse 17 says. Jesus isn't a, a destroyer. He's a restorer. That was his mission. Jesus came. In verse 17, it says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Jesus. And when Jesus was born into the world, he came on a rescue mission, a mission to restore people to himself. Unlike the owners of this, this ruined pub who just tore the building down, Jesus sees us in our wonky, ruined state, and he doesn't tear us down. He comes to us, and he has a plan to restore he comes to weak and broken people, weary in their sin people. And he comes to restore us so that we could have a relationship with God. And, and this is why the message of Jesus is good news. But we see that we must respond to the restorer. 
In these three verses, there's a word that occurs four times, and it's the word believe. It says, if we believe in Jesus, we will receive his restoration. And verse 18 tells us in very clear terms that while God has taken the initiative to send his son to restore us, to rescue us, to save us from our wonky and condemned state, there's something for us to do, something crucial. We have a choice to make about Jesus. Each and every one of us has a decision to make. So you see, at the cross, Jesus died to take the punishment that we deserve for our sin. He paid the price that was needed for our restoration. He chose to take our death and give us his perfect forever life. Jesus took all of our brokenness and badness and offers us his perfect wholeness and goodness. But here we are told that this life, this restoration isn't given just automatically. There's something that we must do. And it isn't going to church. It isn't improving our behavior. It isn't giving money to charity or reading the Bible or praying, as good as those things might be. The one thing we must do is believe. We must believe in Jesus. We must believe that in, we must believe in his restoration plan for our lives. We must believe that he and only he can and will restore our relationship with God if we trust in him. We must believe and accept the gift of restoration that Jesus offers to us. It's a restoration that cost him his life. We must believe that Jesus is God the Son sent to restore us by dying in our place and coming back to life to give us his forever perfect life. Now, I know that this might seem a lot, and it might be a big thing for, for some of us to get our heads around, and it is, but let me encourage you, let me urge you, this is not, this is not something to be taken lightly. Please don't simply dismiss the claims of Jesus as a fairy tale. Because if what Jesus claims is true, if he really is the one way to have a restored life, a restored relationship with God, if he really can fix all that is broken and wonky in us, then we need to take him seriously. We need to believe in him and be saved. And I don't know where you're at this morning. Perhaps you're, you're still unsure about Jesus, and, and that's okay. I'm not here to, to give a hard sell but please let me draw your attention just to an important thing that this passage tells us. There is no such thing as no decision when it comes to Jesus. When asked, do you believe in Jesus, there are only two options that this passage presents us with and only two outcomes. Believe and be restored, be saved, or stay in unbelief and remain ruined and condemned. Now, this may seem harsh, but this is the reality that these verses present us with. All of us, every single one of us, this verse says, is naturally in the second category, those who are in unbelief and are ruined. You know, before Jesus came, the whole world was already condemned. That's what it says, ruined and wonky. And that is why Jesus came, to restore. But if we reject Jesus, we stay wonky. And we will, like the wonky pub, eventually fall down. Please don't let that happen to you. Believe in Jesus and be restored today.
You know, if you'd like to chat about any of these things, I'll be happy to, to chat with you after the service. I'll be up at the front. Do stick around afterwards as well for, for tea and for coffee and an opportunity to, to get to know each other and to chat about these most important things.